Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. It is good to have you along today, and as always, we welcome new listeners. And maybe you have just started downloading this podcast, or you were tuned into this radio station when God Is came on. Whatever the case may be, we are all glad to have you. You join a growing group of listeners. This is our series, God and Cain, in Genesis chapter 4. Thus far, we have read and understood verses 1 through 5. Today, let's get into verses 6 and 7 and take these together. So that we have the complete context of the passage, I will begin reading Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Hear now God's word from Genesis 4, 1 through 7. Now the man had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Again she gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, God had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you but you must master it. You will have noticed as I read the Bible that God takes the initiative, and in verse 6, the Lord asks Cain two questions. Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? There is a word in both questions that's key, and that is the word why. Note this, when God asks why, God means Cain. You have no reason to be angry. So, why would you be? The Lord is using these questions to prick Cain's conscience. He has no reason to be so angry with God. So then, why is he? That's the first thing I want you to notice. And the second thing I want you to notice about verse 6 is that God pursues Cain. At the end of verse 5, we learned that Cain had become very angry and He was so enraged that his face was on fire. He was not about to talk with God, confessing his fault. And so, however he said it, God speaks to Cain. God pursued him. Step back and think about that for a moment. How gracious is God? No one extends more grace than God. He is the one who comes towards Cain. This reminds us of back in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve sinned, and yet it was God who pursued them in the garden in Eden. Genesis 3, verses 8 and 9. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. 
Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And then further along in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, we come to the 65th chapter, and God is dealing with his rebellious people, people like Cain and like many of us. And the Lord is repeating warnings of his judgment when he speaks, saying, I permitted myself to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I permitted myself to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I, here am I, to a nation which did not call on my name. I have spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in the way which is not good, following their own thoughts. Those are God's words in Isaiah chapter 65, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 65, 1 and 2. Cain was not seeking God. Cain was not asking for God. Cain did not call on God's name. But here at Genesis 4 and verse 6, God came seeking Cain. God asks questions of Cain. God called on Cain's name. God pursues him. God spread out his hands to his rebellious son. And this also brings to mind several passages in the Gospels over in the New Testament. Jesus' ministry was about seeking people. In Luke's Gospel at chapter 19 and verse 10, the Lord said this, referring to himself, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus is the Son of Man, and the purpose of his mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus pursues us, and he certainly has the heart of God. By the way, that verse states the main theme of Luke's entire gospel, Luke 19, 10. And speaking of Luke, do you remember the parables Jesus told about the lost sheep and the lost coin and the search for both? Those are in Luke chapter 15. The meaning of the parables is that God is the God who pursues and seeks sinners. And who can forget what Jesus says in Matthew's gospel as he reflects on what he came to do for the Jews and the deep passion the Lord feels when they reject him and his gracious offer of forgiveness for their sin. I am reading Jesus in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Matthew 23, verse 37. There the Lord expresses that he was sent to them. He pursued them to gather them to himself. Again, we hear of the hot pursuit God makes for people, for a rebellious people who ultimately reject him. All of this reminds us of God making that first move towards angry Cain back in Genesis 4. You do know that God pursues you, right? You might think you are not good enough for Jesus to come seeking you. The truth is, none of us is good enough. Not a single one. 
We are all lost until Christ finds us. It is not that he does not know where we are. No, he knows exactly where we are hiding. He knows our rebellious and sinful ways, and yet still he comes. And is there a question he is asking you at this hour? He might even ask, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Or some questions like those. I hope we will all pay attention to the one who seeks and saves the spiritually lost. And Christians, let us sincerely pray for our family and other loved ones who are still lost. Again this morning, this afternoon, and this evening, let's ask Christ to redeem them from sin and set them free to worship Him as God finds pleasing and acceptable. We will never stop pleading with the Lord for salvation to come quickly to each person now separate and apart from Him and without hope in this world. May the Lord answer all of our prayers. Now we return to Genesis 4, and in verse 6, I remind you that God has pricked the conscience of Cain with his two why questions, and that God is the one who pursued Cain. As we pick up verse 7, God says to Cain, If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. We will take this verse and break it down into two parts so that we can more easily understand what God says. The Lord pursues Cain and speaks of doing well. If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Here we have an issue of translation. I do not think the New American Standard Bible, from which I read, got this one right. The text should say, if you do well, surely you will be accepted. And, to the credit of the Bible translators, there is a note in my Bible that says exactly that. So let's take the Hebrew and translate it into English as, if you do well, surely you will be accepted. Here is the point, plain and simple. As long as you do right, you will be acceptable to God. As long as you do right, you will be acceptable to God. The implication is you have done wrong, and therefore you are not acceptable to God. And who is it that determines right from wrong? God does. God had clearly communicated to Cain what he expected in Cain's offering, but Cain did wrong by God. Cain did not do right. He did not do well. And therefore, God rejected him. God did not accept Cain. The gracious God is calling Cain toward repentance. When we repent of our sin, we stop sinning, and we move in a completely new direction back to God. Let me paint a little picture. Let's say Cain's sin of bringing the wrong offering with the wrong attitude and then his sin of anger is way out to the east. So in his sin, Cain walks towards the east. God is west. Well, if Cain were to repent, he would put the brakes on walking east, and he would turn from his sin and walk west, 
back into the arms of God. God calls for repentance. If you do well, surely you will be accepted. Well, I hope you'll join me tomorrow, and let's see what else God has to say when you join me for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others, and be sure and join me for the next one.